0: I'm Chris Avina with American Outdoor News, and today we have uh, a very um, controversial topic. We're speaking to Don Gittleson of Gittleson Angus Ranch in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Uh, Don, thanks for coming on.
1: Yes, actually, where the ranch is, I'm from Steamboat Springs originally, but the ranch is actually in Walden, Colorado.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: So
0: now, um, the You have a wolf problem. (laughs) That's that's an
1: understatement. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we have a wolf problem. Uh, uh, Yeah, we've got uh, wolves that uh, have come down from uh, Wyoming and uh, um, so they've chosen uh, my place and a couple other ranches up here to call home,
0: so. Well, I know that um, they recently delisted the Wolves again, uh, which numbers-wise does not make sense. Uh, how is it affecting you on a day-to-day? Yeah, so right now, we don't get a lot of sleep. Um, so
1: I we have a few people that volunteer that come up here and... Uh, they spend um, part of the night out there and then I uh, either myself or my wife or uh, my son uh, will um, spend a portion of the night up uh, making sure the wolves don't come into the cows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a uh, flag fence up that they put up um, but we're not sure that it will keep the wolves out at some point they'll figure out how to get through
0: it oh, so no. yeah <laughs> please explain what that is and the course. so it's it's a it's a
1: polywire electric fence like a little temporary fence you would use for um, wire fence for uh, horses or 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 that and then it has ribbons on it about probably 18 inches apart that are probably about three feet wide by oh I bet they're close to 18 inches long and they're supposed to um, wave in the wind in that and that's supposed to scare the wolves and then the electricity is supposed to help keep them out too so they got they have a small charger
0: on a solar charger on them Um, I've seen these fences and they don't look very high.
1: No. So they, they, they want it low enough. The wolf can't go under it. What about Uh, these are big animals. Yes. So they could jump over it. I can tell you that they can jump as high as my chest because I've seen them do it over a a wire fence, but uh, yeah, (laughs) I think the fact that it's, The flags waving are supposed to scare them. They have been up to it and right up to it. I think most animals can sense when there's electricity running through a wire. And so I think they sense that. Now, unless they touch that thing with their nose, uh, they have enough hair that it's not going to shock them. So if they try to go under it or something, they really won't get shocked. I, I accidentally touched the wire once and it's, I would say it's uncomfortable, but it's not, um, I've used electric fence to keep bulls away from cows and things like that. And the ones I use for the cattle, um, if you touch that, you, you don't ever want to touch it again. And nope. this this fence is not that. <laughs>
2: so, I don't know
1: how much uh... Oh, it's also, so, we at, we only went around about half the pasture that I wanted to get around for the cows. Uh huh. But the cost of that fence that's out there right now is fifteen thousand dollars. Three miles. What's less than three miles? So it's uh <laughs> yeah it's expensive. That's, a, that's so, a
0: big expense to swallow, especially well, when you're losing uh, <laughs> your investment could be on a daily basis yeah so
1: I don't have to pay them for the fence right now (laughs) the USDA is uh, they they supplied the fence Uh, they had to go get part of it uh, in Montana but uh, so and then uh, Defenders of the Wildlife uh, supplied uh, a third of it Mm -hmm. a third of the fence for them to use now if something happens where that fence gets damaged then I have to pay for it uh but um you're dealing with wildlife (laughs) yeah well so (laughs) if the cattle do it if the cattle come up to get it uh if the I guess they'll eat the ribbon and that and so uh that stuff costs over four thousand dollars a mile so then I would have to pay for it and which is why we cut a pasture in half if we would have been able to go all the way around the pasture uh, the cows wouldn't be able to get to that ribbon yeah but uh it also took i had uh, a bunch of the local ranchers volunteered to come out here so we had over a dozen people here for six hours to put that fence up and that's just it's on your me. ranch that's on my ranch and and the and the Pasture that we did is the largest they've ever done, and wow. it's not. Um, <laughs> we we didn't do a, at least what I consider a very
0: big section of ground. Well, let's let's try and put things in perspective here. Uh, people and, and these um, uh, animal activists, they see the wolf as. Uh, a cuddly dog. <laughs> These are big animals compared to a dog. What's the size difference?
1: So they're more the size of what you see the big guard dogs. So like uh, Saint Bernard, uh, only that's a, that's a big uh, only only not as cuddly. <laughs> oh. So yes, they're 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 very big. Um, I get people here when we've had hunters here that they'll see a track and they'll go, well, we're not sure if it's a coyote track or a wolf track. And I tell them if you're not sure it's a coyote (laughs) because when you see a, when you see the footprint from a wolf, you you are not going to mistake that for a coyote. They're, they're much larger. So, and um, I wouldn't, I know a lot of people think they're majestic and they're such a great animal. I compare them more, if you're talking in the human world, with uh, Jeffrey Dahmer.
0: uh... (laughs) (laughs) The the simple fact of the matter is a wolf is a killing machine. Uh, Oh, yes. Look at what they've done to the elk population in, um, in, in Yellowstone Park. They're decimating it. Uh, oh, and not yeah. just the elk, the deer and, and coyotes, they're, they're, teritori- they're territorial, they don't want another dog in their area. No, they,
1: they go after the dogs. I mean, up here, they look for my dogs. I can't, I can't have them outside when I'm not around, mm-hmm. uh, so I can't let them out at night without me being out there with them. Um, one of our neighbor's dogs was killed by um, probably only, probably only one or two wolves. Wow, uh, not even the whole pack, um, and you know what they with the cattle here. Uh, the one cow that they tore up, they actually had an elk at the same time, um, wow. and they didn't they didn't kill or eat any of them. I mean, they did kill a coyote at the same time that they were after the cows, so. Yeah, I mean they, and they're right now they're teaching their young to kill. So they don't even, they don't even kill something to eat all of it. They are killing it to teach the young to kill. The training ground.
0: Yes. Now, so, prior to them being delisted again, what were your alternatives to protect your animals, your, your pets, your livestock? What were your alternatives? How did you, um, how were you able to uh, deter
1: these animals? Okay, so until we had three animals dead, our, our alternative, and, th- and a lot of this is because we have a governor that um, hates the livestock industry yep. and loves the wolves. Um, my alternatives were to sit and watch it happen. That was my alternative. I was not supposed to be chasing wolves away. Uh, not shooting at wolves, you know, no, no, had nothing I could do to keep them out. So the fencing that we have now, we weren't allowed to use that. Uh, we weren't allowed to use sound to chase them off. Um, basically sit
0: there and watch your animal get killed. That, that was our alternative. Okay, so wolves come in, they kill one of your cows. What is the financial uh, repercussions for you, for one cow? So uh, where I'm at, we live at a high elevation.
1: So uh, the ranch itself, the house is at 8,200 feet and we go higher than that. Mm -hmm. So cattle don't handle high elevation that well. If I were to go to... Uh, a lower elevation by cattle, they may not survive here. So the cattle we have here and the other ranches up here, their cattle are selected to live at this elevation. Uh, So we can't just replace them that easily. Yep. Um, Now I sell bulls for people in the higher elevation. So when I lose an animal, uh, a cow that's bred, I lose that calf too. So that's part of our income um it's it's not something that you can say oh they'll pay you for it mm-hmm. and you're reimbursed no that's that's like any business if you take away the way the, the means that they make their business and say well I'll just pay you for your loss for your loss of that day yeah you can't sustain a business that way
0: so it's not just the loss of the cow it's a residual loss of income yes correct wow okay so now um they're giving you these fences that they think are going to keep the wolves out um as part of a cost prevention uh, the other alternative they're recommending is guard dogs yes
1: yeah, so um, well actually uh a lot of the people are not recommending guard dogs for us because right now the wolves have set up this as their home range. Mm -hmm. And I have about eight or nine wolves here. And for guard dogs to be effective here, I would need to have more than that number of guard dogs. And dogs are an attractant to the wolves. So they're gonna seek out dogs so in my situation they're not really recommending guard dogs because uh, they're, they're afraid that the
0: dogs would just get killed mm-hmm. um so basically they, of, they want you to, to um create your own pack and and have <laughs> one gang against the other like the uh the sharks against the jets <laughs> okay. that's that would yeah so that's a that would be a very
1: yeah, that's kind of the situation. It's uh, there there are people that are going to do that. Um, the other the thing that you need to think about is if you're against dog fights, then that is the exact scenario that we would be setting up.
0: That's something to think about that they obviously have not considered.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's that is that is truly the scenario that you're setting up now in the sheep industry and in that that's that's their best uh, you know the you know best way that they can keep wolves out of their sheep uh, it's not it's not an ideal
0: situation for anybody well I, I know the wolf numbers should be regulated by the state like any other species uh, not on a federal level. I mean, you look at the wolf population uh, and the management levels in Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, um, that they're, they're at all time highs and they're tipping the scales in Oregon and Washington, but let alone Alaska and uh, Canada. I mean, it's not an animal species that's on the decline. They, they could have multiple litters a year And that puts your livelihood, your pets, your game animals, and yourself in tremendous danger.
1: Yeah, so it puts all the other animals in tremendous danger. Um, I I do get the comment of what do you think will happen when they, you know, are you afraid they're going to come after you and my my answer to that is, please, please don't come after me.
2: Because <laughs> 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 we can't shoot them.
1: Yeah, that's the only time that I can actually uh, shoot a wolf is if it's if I'm in danger. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they it puts you know we we have people come here to hunt. That's part of how we make our our, our livelihood here on the place as do most ranchers in the West. Um, It also, our wildlife people here, most of their income has to come from the sale of hunting licenses. So we have put a species in the state that will decrease the number of licenses they can sell and increase the cost to them to manage. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, just what every business wants to have. <laughs> so,
0: you're the governor of Colorado. What's your solution to uh, the wolf situation? If
1: I so they they need to manage the wolves. <clears throat> So, the parks and wildlife, and I think the people on the ground here understand that, but in the state of Colorado right now, the governor has his fingerprints all over everything that says wolf, or Mm -hmm. looks like wolf, or is a wolf. And uh, But if they manage it like they do the rest of the species, so they manage them in game units, so as soon as one unit has the number of animals that they need to, uh, they start having hunting. Now, we are, because of them getting listed again federally, that takes it out of the, uh, the hands of the governor right now. Yeah. And which the only person I think that doesn't really right now understand that is the governor because he, he still thinks that he has rules in place too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <But> it, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's, it, it's comical, but it's scary. Oh yeah. Because it, it's, it's affecting, well, they, they affect the whole ecosystem uh, and they fail to realize that, that it really does need to be managed on a state level and not a federal level, uh, you know, like Canada has, I don't know, 60,000 wolves give or take. Uh, they're not going to stay in Canada. They're not fenced in. They could come down here, no problem. They're, they're wild animals. They're, they're you know, they're, they're free to roam wherever they go. Yeah.
2: For us in Colorado, though, honestly, at this point, we don't, want colorado to be in charge because the governor would not let us control them at all whereas federal regulations if they're a problem eventually they'll let them not us but somebody control that Mm -hmm. Um, so for right now it's not horrible that they are relisted in colorado um not an ideal situation if we had a different person calling the shots, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a kind of subjective uh, thing. If your life is in danger, they're coming after your cows and you kill a wolf. How do they, you know, how do they know you weren't in harm's way? I mean, who's to say they're going to, they're going to second guess you when they're not there to see it. Yeah, so I can tell you with our governor here right now.
1: Um, so, first first time we had an animal uh, killed here on the ranch, and I had the wildlife officer had to come out, and we had to verify that it was wolves, even though there are wolf tracks
0: everywhere. Very evident.
1: <laughs> yeah, there would. I mean, the the normal person would have showed up there and go you know two seconds yep this is a wolf attack but we have to prove that the animal was alive before the wolves killed it and ate on it and so when that happened of course and the news got a hold of it uh, we had people from the press or papers coming out here to uh, do an interview want to look at what is going on here so I contacted my local wildlife officer and I said, you know, listen, I'd, I'd like it if you came here, they're gonna come here. I don't wanna answer questions that are, you know, questions for wildlife officers. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not comfortable with answering questions that you should be answered. So he had to call his boss and then I got a call back um, from further up the ladder that they, cannot answer any questions about wolves without it going through the governor's office. Wow. (laughs) So that's how it's been with every single time we have something here, when the press is here, they have to wait, uh, it usually takes them about 16 hours for the governor to get out of bed and to be able to answer questions about wolves. So um, I know that they They had for a short period of time, they had a a wolf kill, a cow that was a wolf kill on their website that they had to take down. Um, So he's very much in control of the wolf situation. Uh, This problem, if we would have had the ability to chase wolves away from the ranch prior to three animals killed, um, we could have averted this situation.
0: Uh, and that was through rubber bullets and things of that nature?
1: Yes, and and just even being able to scare them off. So we weren't even able to chase them off, just, you know, scare them away. Uh, the rubber bullets, that was one thing that came out later that we were given, which that actually held up. Our ability, so that after the first animal was killed, um, the uh, parks and wildlife people were actually gonna give me the ability to use rubber bullets and that chase wolves away. Now the closest I've ever been to a wolf in daylight hours is about 300 yards, which Hmm. rubber bullets are not effective at 300 yards.
0: Yeah, they're very Um, cagey animals.
1: Yes, I, I mean, you know, the success rate uh, in Idaho to kill wolf is 0.3%. I mean, if you could get within 30 yards of a wolf, it wouldn't be 0.3%.
0: Yep, yep.
1: <laughs> but uh, that held up. They had to examine whether or not it was safe to use rubber bullets on the wolves and that until after we had two more animals dead. <laughs> And, and then they decided, well, maybe maybe he should be able to use, you know, some of these things to try to scare the wolves off. Well, at that point, it's really too late. And if these were anything other than a wolf, if you had any other large predator in Colorado that had killed something three times, three different times, mm-hmm. they'd be gone. Yep. Uh, they'd get rid of it. Uh, you know. So, this right now, and even even throughout this country, you see wolves getting managed. Unlike the other animals that are predators out there, yes, hundred percent. And and they this whole scenario is, well, we need the wolves because they're an apex predator, and they show you, you know, this is how. Things line up. These are the apex predators. There's one apex predator that's never on there when they t- and they never talk about, and that's people. We are we are the apex predator. Period. Yep. <laughs>
0: that's that's fact. <laughs> that's yeah. fact. Yeah. And the the wolf has always been the uh, poster child for the animal rights activists, uh, whether they. Are endangered or not, which in my opinion they're not. Um, that's, that's the post-child. Yes. Well, I mean, so we
1: went from two wolves one year to eight wolves the next year, and then we keep having more wolves coming into the state that are just migrating down.
2: And in April, they'll have another.
1: Yeah. And so shortly after the 15th of April, we'll probably have, uh, you know, another six pups. Uh, yep. So, we're and next the year after that, the pups that w- are now
0: going to be a year old, they will pups. start mating. Yes. Yeah, so. And plus the ones that they're going to reintroduce into Colorado. Uh, yes. Yeah. And the ones,
2: the ones here will all know to hunt cows, right? Because sure. pups are going to teach their pups, and uh, it's not going to be just a one pack that goes after cows.
0: And yeah, you know, once a pack gets big enough, they split off, and there's two packs, and four packs, and they spread out through throughout the state, and then they have a real problem on the hands. Yeah, we haven't
1: figured out how to take care of the current problem, so we're going to add more wolves. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I I do appreciate your time, and uh, I hope we are able to get this message out there and, um, you know, uh, see what we can do on a federal level, let alone a state level. Um, And I appreciate your time coming on. Okay. Well,
2: thank you. Thanks again. All right. Bye.